0: Okay, I'm going to list all five of the fruits in Animal Crossing, and you tell me what is the best one. Okay. All right? Yeah. Apples, cherries, pears, peaches, oranges. Go.
1: Okay. Uh, well, I'm going to put pears last, because I'm already a little privy to that one.
0: God uh, damn it. That everybody hates pears for yes. some reason. I. <laughs>
1: As somebody with no context, this frightens me because pears are delicious. Uh, it
0: frightens me.
1: <laughs> it frightens me. I don't want to live in this world where people where people see pears on trees and they go, I don't want to live in this world anymore. And they, and they literally they delete it. it. They literally delete it. <laughs>
0: Well, hello everybody. Welcome to Tapes, 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 a podcast about old movies from our childhood. Our, who are we? Oh, I'm glad you asked. Well, my name is Evan William Crockett, and this is my trusty co-host. I'm Josh. Hey, Josh. How's it going? I'm pretty good.
1: I'm pretty good. Uh, uh, 11 days into quarantine.
0: 11, <laughs> 11 days and counting. I know we said we weren't going to talk about,
1: (laughs) we weren't going to talk about coronavirus, but of course it's the first thing I talk about.
0: (laughs) Well, you, you're, you're a rule breaker. Watch, watch out for him, parents. But as I said, this is a podcast about old movies from Josh and I's childhood. We've been friends ever since we were children-ish. These movies are all from our childhood-ish. We pick one movie, we watch it, we we pick one movie a week, and then we watch it separately. You got this, you got this. We come together, and then we talk about it for your pleasure and for your entertainment. This is round two of a very special four-part series. (laughs) <laughs> we don't normally do it like this, but uh, I have decided, what? being the captain of this ship, that we're doing this. The Lethal Weapon Quadrilogy by <laughs> Tapes,
1: Tapes, Tapes.
0: Um, and we watch it for, for your pleasure and for your entertainment. And then at the end of the episode, we give these movies a rating of either Be Kind and Rewind or Eject and Reject, denoting whether they're worth your time or whether they're simply a wreck. You like how I flip that around? Whoa. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, that was good. I almost messed myself up just then because i I was thinking about what to name this like overarching thing because we're we're in like yeah, lethal I'm, weapon. I'm, month. I'm thinking
1: about it too. Like lethal, like lethal, lethal tapes. I'm just gonna keep saying that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> maybe we could, maybe we could do it, like an on an annual basis where we pick one like action franchise and then just watch all four of them if there are, or like watch all of them and call it like Action Academy. And then have uh, yeah the action of mu- music. I don't. I, d-
1: I don't want to. I don't want to put the cart before the horse. But I mean, you could hear the sigh in my voice, and when you said that we were only two movies into a four movie uh, quadrilogy, so uh, I'm
0: not gonna. You're... I'm not gonna.
1: I'm not gonna reveal my feelings about it. Just know that.
0: Um, we're two movies in. we're two movies in well yeah i guess we don't even have to introduce this one but it is uh it is of course lethal weapon 2 we watched the first hey one.
1: no come on let me keep my let me keep some of my well, things
0: how do we do it we're we they already hey, know <laughs> hey josh <laughs> what movie
1: did we watched Le- what movie did we watch josh
0: fuck it doesn't work we watch lethal weapon 2 <laughs> yeah i know how does how do we make it work we're figuring it out (laughs) i remember back when i was at college my a teacher of mine very dear teacher kira mcdonald she said never let anybody see your work and we are absolutely showing everybody our work right now
1: (laughs) you know you think we would uh we would could edit this but nope
0: i forgot how i don't know how to uh, do command i to split things in audacity so we're just rolling. Yeah, our editing
1: it. team is just, uh, you know, they they really don't like us very much. They uh, they're well paid, but oh boy, <laughs>
0: but they are divas. Um, but yes, <laughs> oh, Lethal God. Weapon Two is the 1989 sequel to, of course, the the first Lethal Weapon. Um, we've got Mel Melly Gibbs, racist ass Melly Gibbses, is returning. Mellie Danny Gibbs-ies. Glover still directed by Richard Donner. Um, and then we're adding. Dude, so exciting. I forgot that he was in the second one. We're adding Mr. Joe Pesci.
1: Yeah, what a pleasant surprise. I was uh, genuinely I surprised thought... by that. Yeah, I I was so I, I... I, for, yeah, I, I thought you were, I, I trusted you and like he was comes in at three or four and I was like prepared for that. So this is a very, I,
0: I like, I know for sure he's in four. Now I'm not sure whether or not he's in three.
1: <laughs> he fucking better be. I really
0: hope that he is in three because, and we'll, we'll get into our experience of, of watching it, um, uh, uh, uh after the break. But I definitely think that he, he adds something to the equation, which we also talked about last episode. Um, Josh, do you have a synopsis for for how the story went in the sequel of Lethal Weapon? You mean Lethal Weapon 2? Yes, I do. I don't know why I said it in such a weird way. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know, I think it's because I think we're just throwing everything off because we usually don't do. Yeah, like we've we never just do we've sequels. never done
0: this before where we're watching like the next in a series, so.
1: And how many times can we explain that we've never done this before? <laughs> before our audience really understands that this is a complete <laughs> fucking mess. <laughs> Bumble through it. Right, and this is probably the least bumbling I've done in an episode in a long time. Yeah, so, I'm, hey,
0: oh, I'm on Bumble like, this episode. Oh, you You're Bumble. welcome. Sh-
1: Woo! I got a, uh, uh, what's a synopsis? Nop, nop, nop. A bunch of drunk hand day. <laughs> All right, so this one uh, comes to us it doesn't come to us. I went looking for it, so I'm just gonna say it. <laughs>
0: I like I like the idea right. of that. It came to us. People are submitting these.
1: It, yeah, that's. Uh, I don't want to hear that one again. Okay. <laughs> South African smugglers find themselves being hounded and harassed by Riggs and Murtaugh, two mismatched Los Angeles police officers. However. The South Africans are protected by diplomatic immunities, so the duo are assigned a witness protection duty in an attempt by their captain to keep his job. It is only when his witness reveals to them that he has already dealt with the smugglers that the trouble really starts. (laughs) Dot, dot, dot. And that's by uh, Grammy, Grammy Roy. I can't say that
0: gram grammy roy well thank you so much for for that synopsis grammy roy um so like we mentioned in, in the last episode I, I think for me i would actually say that this one is the one that i watched the most
1: ah uh, okay did I, you realize that going into it
0: i don't know i don't think that i did realize it. i i kind of got like i kind of got confused about what happens in in two or three or four like i i remember the first one pretty well but there were a lot of things that happened in this one where i was like oh, okay but I'm, I'm just thinking back to like my childhood experience of this in case you missed the first episode um i used we this is part of evan's um dvd drawer his family dvd drawer in in mill valley california that i i lived in um i didn't live in the drawer we had a dvd drawer i don't know what's happening
1: oh okay okay
0: yeah. Um, yeah. But...
1: Disappointing to hear, but...
0: I, I used to watch these kind of like in sequence. I would just I would just kind of watch them on a loop. Um, but clearly there were things that happened in this one um, that we'll get into that I remember so clearly. So this one must have been the one that I, I kind of watched the most. Because every time one of these memorable moments happened, I was like, oh, I thought that was in three. Oh, I thought that was in a later one. Um, do, did you remember this one more than the others? Or what do you think?
1: Well, we're only halfway into this, uh, literary, is that a quadrary quadrology quadrology? That's what I was saying before. I just forgot it. (laughs) There's gotta be. Now that we're halfway through it, I'm, I'm realizing that I, my memory of the lethal weapon franchise in whole is just one big movie. Yes. And I have no idea where, things happen or when they happen. Yeah. (laughs) It's just like, it's it's just in bits and pieces. So yeah, I've definitely watched this movie before. And I know that, uh, my parents watch this movie a lot too. And actually, if I were to think about what was the most quoted moment in a lethal weapon franchise, Mm. uh, by my parents and me, it happened in this movie. Uh, I won't say what it is quite yet, but,
0: uh, well, I'm excited. Yeah. For, for me, for sure. There's going to be a lot of quotable moments um okay
1: now i'm gonna say it so yeah, the yeah, moment that it. was most quotable i just wanted to wait a few seconds uh the most quotable <laughs> moment was the uh joe pesci doing the drive through bit the okay 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 <laughs> yes, like, his, okay yeah fuck you at okay, the okay, drive through okay. that was my dad doing that <laughs> every five seconds oh yeah every time he went to a drive through so yeah i've got a lot of positive memories attached to this movie uh because my I think it was just really my dad loved it so much. He loved the Lethal Weapon movies, and he loved sharing them with me.
0: Wow, yeah, that's I. These must have been one that ones that like my dad liked, and then shared with me because this one came out in. I mean, they they all came out before we were really old enough to know better. Because this one came out in '89, and by the time I was watching it, it was probably like '99 or early 2000s. Um, for me, the thing that's that's kind of most interesting. I don't even know if it's, like, a production thing or just more of, like, the themes from this movie as opposed to the first one. Like, if you think about the first one, the theme of it was, like, mental illness, I guess. Like, it was, like, Mel Gibson is in a depression. He's he's kind of, like, a psychotic, um, suicidal mess, and he's, like, being taken Much more in. of a drama, yeah yeah it was was much more of a drama this one was really um an act more of like a straightforward action movie with just a a few drama drama things kind of thrown at it but um but this one was more about like specifically i mean obviously south africa and apartheid which was a huge deal in the late 80s and early 90s so it was kind of more of like okay here's here's like this action movie but it is talking about like a really important social issue um, which is doubly interesting when you consider that like this movie has racist ass Melie Gibbes in it
1: yeah well like it's hard I mean, to I guess that's it's
0: hard to combine those things in my mind
1: well especially after the fact I'm sure at the time they were like oh it's just Mel Gibson the hottest star that's a little bit more flies by the seat of his pants in a wild boy
0: yeah he was definitely i mean this was this was one that that when we when we watched it together morgan did a lot of research on on mel gibson and kind of his whole his whole deal and we we learned a lot, like about his divorces, about his about the just kind of his like general character. Apparently, he was a he was, and I guess still is a huge alcoholic. And any time that he's gotten in huge trouble in the media, it's it's after he's done a particularly bad alcohol binge. Um, but what's interesting to me the the only thing at all the only thing else that I would say before we get into like how we experienced this actual movie is I was fascinated while I was watching it. That, like, Danny Glover, who is more of, like, an actual social rights activist in real life, like, he and Mel Gibson have, like, a thriving friendship. Like, they love each other. So, those things are just really weird to to reconcile in my mind. So, Morgan found this interview that I I tried to find where a, a person who was interviewing Danny Glover was basically asking him, like, why is... Mel Gibson's still your friend? Like, why do you talk positively about him? So here's here's some answers. Uh, that you guys
1: make me feel so bad for just watching the movie. Like, no, goddamn, I'm not I'm, I'm not trying research to... papers and interviews and
0: oh well, what, whatever. I need to do my homework. <laughs> I just I found it to be to be interesting. Okay, so so the so the question was, do you have the kind of friendship with Mel Gibson that allows you to tell him when his behavior was out of line? And Danny Glover's response is, I have a friendship with Mel Gibson. It's a respectful friendship. And when I talk to Mel, I know what's gone down and heard what's happening. I don't know how true, but I think my relationship with him is deeper than that. It's a kind of relationship, and I'll say this, as I've said when people try to get me to throw Mel Gibson out of the bus, I love Mel Gibson. And that's all that I have to say about that. And then the person presses him and he says, I don't want to go any further with that question. You can write down, Danny Glover says that he loves Mel Gibson. (laughs) And then the person presses again. And he says, this is not an interview with you. This is an interview with me. What your friend says is relevant to your friends. What's relevant to me is that I love Mel Gibson. Do you have another question? (laughs) And the interviewer pressed again. And he says, I talked to Mel. I mentioned that before. I called Mel on his birthday, January 3rd. And I wished him a happy birthday. What's your next question? (laughs) <laughs> so Danny Glover does not want to talk about racist ass and Ellie Gibbs
1: <laughs> okay you know
0: uh, point okay. taken <laughs> that's all you can say to it yeah yeah I mean it's it's weird like what do, what do I say like I'm not gonna criticize the guy like no I
1: mean <laughs> not when you don't have anything to criticize him with he's taking that away
0: yeah cause he's I mean he has in in a weird way like he's got the high ground here because he's like they've clearly got this relationship and he he's not gonna hear you talk smack about him or like let you try to get him to drag his friend down in the mud like it's kind of
1: yeah he's they're friends like that's his own business i guess he just respects him for like you know that's his own life and i love him for the friend that he is
0: yeah it's in a in a kind of a weird way it's kind of nice but if I've... I became
1: a racist Ass Melly Gibbs, would you still would you still befriend me? And if they interviewed you, you would say, uh, I wished him a happy birthday on January 3rd, 1989. <laughs> whatever it is.
0: Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I I would, and also this podcast would be over. <laughs> if you were the same level it... of racist ass Melly Gibbs as racist ass Melly Gibsies, then yeah, it'd be over.
1: <laughs> okay, well I've got something to tell you. But it'll happen right after we take a brief break. That's what we call it, right? (laughs) Oh, Jesus Christ. I don't usually do this part.
0: Hey, Tapes, Tapes, Tapes fans. We have exciting news to share. Evan is doing a guest spot on episode 213. That's episode 213 of the PJC cast. The PJC cast explores hypothetical situations and would-you-rather questions. It's super fun. You can find them on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple iTunes, Google Play. Well, you can actually find them any place that you would find Tapes, Tapes, Tapes. Don't forget, our boys Evan and Josh love to get fan mail. You can send them an email at 88tapesbaby at gmail.com. Hope you're staying healthy during this tough time.
1: We appreciate you listening, and we're happy to be injecting some fun distraction into this surreal hellscape. Enjoy the rest of the show.
0: We're really talking about another fucking Lethal Weapon movie. <laughs> <laughs> hey, everybody! Welcome back from the break. Hey, welcome back. All right. Well, um. So yeah, like like we were saying before the break. Uh, for for me, I remembered I remembered so much of this movie that it actually makes me a little worried about three and four because I totally oh. thought that like a lot of the things that happened in this, like they must have happened in three or four, right? But like at this point now i'm going in totally blind like i don't remember anything about so fun it's like it's like
1: a big mystery bag that's labeled the lethal weapon and you pull things out of the bag and it's little (laughs) scenes and you go oh cool and you already pulled all your favorite things out and you know that there's a lot left in the bag yes there's four more hours
0: (laughs) of just nonsense probably um, well, hey,
1: one silver lining. I didn't see a robot ninja in this one, so <laughs> we still got two more movies to find that. But if that I am, happens.
0: I am gonna be. If if there's a robot ninja, I'm gonna like. I don't know. I, I feel like I'm gonna gi- I'm gonna give you a gift or something on air. If there's a robot ninja, you have ninja. to
1: on air declare me a better singer songwriter musician.
0: Than than myself well i don't really write nah, songs that's
1: too cruel that's too cruel
0: <laughs> anyway uh... i remembered a bunch about this movie um i remembered all the creepy south african guys i mean my my favorite thing about the movie is that the the i know i'm like jumping way to the end but like the very end when the bad guy like the main bad guy he like he just shot Melly gibbsy's Spoilies, he lives um but he just shot meli gibbsy's and then he's like Diplomatic Immunity. And then Danny Glover does this thing where like, he holds his gun and then he cricks his neck and then he shoots him in the head and he goes, has just been revoked. <laughs> Dude, i was so hype. Oh my God, There's so many one-liners in this movie. I, I feel like even more than the first one. Like, oh, there's so many. God.
1: Well, this movie... It's very clear that they're not going to spend... Because any- the first movie is all, let's build characters. Let's get get underneath these characters' skin. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's establish see, the relationship. Let's see how they tick. Establish the relationship. Where it's very clear in this movie, right from the top... And there's something I kind of appreciate about, about this, because there's not a lot of action movies that just start in the middle of a chase. And yeah. like, you're just going right at the top. I like that. But, but there's also... It, it's kind of a it's a double-edged sword because at the same time i kind of you're launching in the movie and you're going oh, oh okay these writers and producers are expecting me to already love these characters yeah like for sure i know them and i i all i want to do is just see these characters do anything because that's pretty <laughs> much how it is it's just like they made they were just like oh lethal weapon one did good okay let's make lethal weapon two well what do you want to make it about i don't know these kids love these guys let's just make a movie <laughs>
0: i like the who who is that producer
1: (laughs) Uh, it's tony williamsburg
0: (laughs) tony willie williamsburg
1: big hollywood hotshot producer i'm gonna make mel gibsey's a star
0: (laughs) but yeah no i i totally agree i think that they they knew that a big part of the success of the first movie was just their chemistry was mel gibson and uh and danny glover's chemistry um and they, and they just wanted to inject a bunch of, like, fun and action into it. Because it definitely feels more like a straightforward action flick. Um, yeah. I mean, my... I, I remembered, again, just so much. I remembered the, the scene where, like, he's on the toilet. or Danny Glover's on the toilet. And he... And they, like... They're, like, one, two, three, and then go, okay, wait a minute. And, like, the whole argument about, like, one, two, three, then go? Or go on three? Like... Just, I remembered everything about that. And Joe Pesci was so much fun.
1: Joe Pesci is, oh, he, he needs to be in this franchise. I mean, I, I remember so talking great. in the first episode about needing, like, kind of a another energy to kind of balance out these two, because they're just, they're, they're very much on the same level. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and they butt heads. You need somebody else for them to kind of, like, <laughs> release some of that energy onto. And... It's funny that it's Joe Pesci because I yeah. I'd be curious what roles he did leading up to this movie that kind of put him in. Ooh, that's a good this, question. This like because he kind of plays the the um kind of the 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 whipping boy a little bit. Like he's the butt of all the jokes. Yeah, yeah, uh, he's um, and it's just kind of like shut up. What's his name again? Uh oh, fuck! I'm forgetting his name. Uh, it's funny.
0: Uh, uh Joe Gets.
1: Joe Gets, yeah, it's just like shut up, Joe. Or Le- like,
0: Leo Gets, that's even better. Leo Gets, Leo gets, Leo gets. yeah. Leo Gets, whatever you uh, need, Leo right. Gets. Get it? What? Okay, 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 <laughs> okay,
1: okay, okay. <laughs> uh, it's so quotable, but it's just it's like. Uh, it's, so I'm it's I'm looking at what he
0: did here. before, and he didn't do he didn't he actually he did Casino, but that was actually afterwards, like. Really? Yeah, Goodfellas was afterwards, about... Home Alone was really? afterwards, my cousin Venny was after. Um, yeah, he No, had... so
1: this was predated all of that?
0: Yeah, he, the only the biggest thing that he had done it looks like is like Once Upon a Time in America. Um, he he was in Raging Bull with uh with um uh, I've never seen Raging Robert Bull. Robert De Niro. Yeah, I've never seen it either. Um, I mean, he he had a few movies under his belt, but yeah, for sure like a bulk of the stuff that we all know him from. Like, th- this kind of started it. At least... This
1: is... That's surprising to hear. I would think it'd be the reverse order where he goes yeah. from the serious roles to this.
0: Yeah, no, I guess he's... Huh. But he's always been somebody who kind of does both. Like, if, I, if I'm really looking at his... Yeah. um, His thing, like, yeah, the Home Alone movies are are really the funny and, and very, like, kid-friendly stuff. But then, yeah, you do have interspersed in there like Goodfellas um JF i would argue that
1: goodfellas is what he's known for best or known for most yeah that's a very very serious role
0: yeah which and i've never seen that movie um it's a good one but uh but yeah he joe pesci really adds something dynamic to this movie that um i i think is it's kind of hard to quantify because it's basically like a different rhythm like if you've if you've got mel gibson and danny glover that are kind of doing their bro thing then you've got, like, this, like, anxiety nugget on top of it that's, like, running at a high pitch. <laughs> and he's always making deals. Well, yeah, it's a
1: completely different energy because yeah. he stutters his words and, like, he's, like, making deals, not totally confident. But he's
0: trying to relate to them, too. Like, he's, tra- he's almost like the little kid brother who's, like, trying to be as cool as the older brothers.
1: I don't want to relate another episode to Always Sunny in Philadelphia, but it's kind of like when they added <laughs> That's Danny the DeVito to the all cast these episodes. in season two. <laughs> it's all about Always Sunny. Well, a lot of the stuff that they do seems like it 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 kind of comes from this. And I bet you didn't watch that video, did you? Uh,
0: oh, yeah, I'll check it out. <laughs> How does it feel? It feels so bad. How does it feel? No.
1: It's like it's you're you're the ghost of Christmas past <laughs> coming to show me of my
0: nobody. I I I agree with you you what you said in there about like when they'd added Danny DeVito to It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. To- I I totally see what you're Just saying. Just rounds out the cast. Yeah, and it's like a it's a different wavelength that kind of it's like it adds to use a little musical terminology. It's like. The song before didn't have any bass in it, but now it's got some bass. Except for it's more like it's got, I don't know, something nervous and high-pitched like a mandolin. Um, so anyway, <laughs> that, that's kind of my, my experience. I, I love that I had a really good time. I, I totally sunk into Nostalgia Baby, even more than the first one. Um, so I, I kind of got swept away. What did, what did you think?
1: I You know, this was a weird one, because uh, I, I'm trying to figure figure out if i watched this movie or the second movie more as a kid because to you mean tell this you the, truth, one or the I don't... first one yeah that's what i meant yeah. yeah uh i don't remember i i think i've watched this one more but i don't remember a lot of it like hmm. it's almost like i ki- i kind of had the nostalgia baby but i didn't remember anything hmm. about it like i didn't remember i didn't remember the toilet scene i didn't remember any of the story because it's very tertiary to you know action time
0: yeah and you didn't remember the, scene I didn't reme- the toilet i didn't oh, which wow. is kind of surprising that's like an iconic scene i think well i well especially for a
1: kid because it's toilet humor yeah literally come on <laughs> it's like oh it's a badass cops and no he's stuck on a toilet like i'm kind of surprised i didn't
0: remember that yeah wow
1: but i definitely remembered the uh Joe Pesci rant about they fuck you at the drive-thru because yeah. my dad quoted that every fucking five seconds. Okay, okay. He was so proud of his Joe Pesci, Joe Pesci impersonation. <laughs> I'll Ugh, have to ask him to do it God next time dad. I'm around. Yeah. Uh, hey, Dad. Hey, Bob. Hey,
0: Bob. Thanks for listening to this episode of all of them. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Ten years later.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, Uh, But besides that, you
1: you know, uh, I don't know. I had a hard time. I didn't have a hard time tracking the story because it's a very by-the-book action story. Yeah. Just its beats, how it's shot and its transition. It's just very clearly like, hey, let's just take these characters that are very well-established. We like them because of their chemistry, like you said, and put them in an action movie. Like, the romance with Mel Gibson was totally unimportant yeah totally superfluous the the whole all the story beats it was just how many one-liners can we sneak in here if a surfboard flies through a car can we somehow get mel gibson saying what is it like surfs up yeah sure i don't remember exactly what he said but yeah he said something like that
0: yeah i I agree the 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 a lot of the other stuff was was more fluffy like they didn't flesh out the characters all that much And, and i even thought The part where like the the plot point where the one South African guy was like, I I remember you because about 10 years ago, you were supposed to be in that car. And actually, I drove the car off the road and looked to my surprise. It was a lady in there. That was your wife. And it was like, oh, okay So they're trying to set up that like this guy killed Mel Gibson's wife. I don't know that they really needed to do that. But that didn't really
1: that didn't stick, really.
0: Yeah, it, it didn't really like make it more or less important it just was kind of like oh okay so like th- these random guys are the ones that you're gonna say like killed his wife and I- so that it didn't take me out of it but i was like oh i guess i didn't really remember that whatever
1: yeah i mean the it didn't really take me out of it either honestly it didn't even register too much as a co- really crucial plot point it's just like, oh, another twist that'll lead to more gunfire. Yeah. And so I just kind of, I, I anticipated a lot of this just being kind of like gunfight, gunfight. So even when it's like, <laughs> uh, you know, I just remembered, I just remembered another and...
0: uh, one liner when, when Danny Glover, cause they, they set the, they set it up in the beginning with like the guy with the nail gun uh and then and then later on when he's fighting the two guys in his in his house and uh he shoots them both with the nail gun and then afterwards he's like huh, nailed them both
1: <laughs> <laughs> there's just so many like beautiful cliche action quotes in this and you know on uh, you know it's it was very small but there's this shot where at the end of the movie where spoilers mel gibson gets shot by like the bad guy and riggs gets him back yeah and mel gibson is like splayed out and danny glover's like riggs or wait is that not his name is it yeah riggs yeah because just danny oh, riggs, glover riggs. is Murtaugh. and it, it's this really long shot of like mel gibson splayed out on the ground and there's all this money all over this freighter like spilled oh, yeah, out right. and it's like hit murdoch trying to like wake him up like you're not allowed to die till i say so you're not allowed to die till i say so yeah. and it's just like that shot and that action it's just like this is the quintessential like this is the backbone that action movies are built on yeah like this is this is the wheaties <laughs> of of action movies
0: were you um were you as bothered by the music this time around it was the same same deal it was like um eric clapton came back um to do some I sad wasn't. weird guitar stuff you weren't bothered by it no it was a little
1: you know i think it was subtle i mean maybe i'm just numb to it now i think the pacing of I, it
0: was different the first one was a lot slower overall so you, i think it
1: was just engineered better because yeah i think about the first one and the reason it made me laugh so much is it just sounded like a dude in a really echoey bathroom or something sure. like playing a solo sax and it was just so dramatic and like yeah, it just like hits you over the head, where this is just like, oh, it's like a track and there's other sounds and it's mixed well. Not to not to say that I know the difference between like really well
0: produced well, and engineered
1: songs and not ones, but this movie, I noticed it.
0: It was nominated for an Academy Award for <laughs> Best Sound Editing. Well, really? So there you go. You win.
1: Huh. I mean, maybe that qualifies me to be on the Academy. (laughs) Uh?
0: Here you go, Josh. Here's your gift is a peach.
1: Oh, the most highly rated fruit in Animal Crossing. (laughs) Fuck it. Reset game. Whoa. (laughs) I want the pears. United pears pears front.
0: (laughs) Um. All right, is, is there anything we should say about this movie before we rate it and get the heck out of here?
1: <clears throat> um, I'll give an honorable mention to the... Uh, oh, two things. Honorable mention to the straitjacket scene yes. in the beginning of the movie, only because when I watched that, I just remember that episode of The Office where Michael put himself in a, <laughs> a straitjacket, and he was like, how am I going to get out? And then Dwight goes... uh, dislocate the shoulder and he's like just like in lethal weapon or something (laughs) like that and he's like idiot idiot i'm like ah this is where it starts this is what michael scott watched it sowed the seed so honorable mention of that but also something that made me kind of go yeah this is a this is a 90s action movie is so that that what was she she was like a scandinavian some scandinavian woman that like was his love interest before she died
0: rika she's she's also south african
1: South African, okay. Why did I think she was okay? Because they're like creepy uh... white
0: people, so they're like, they definitely dial up the. Because Gary Busey was the creepy white guy in the first one, so for them to choose like South African people to be creepy white people in the second one was like, yeah, let's really dial up the creepy factor.
1: They they really got a niche. They really like. They want to lean into it. (laughs) And they lost it. They didn't have Gary Busey this time. But anyway, when there's the scene when they shoot up the, uh, the house and then he like jump and then he like escapes, but then they catch him and then they throw him in the lake with the straight jacket on. Oh yeah. And so it's like, Oh yeah, I'm going to get out. And while he's down there, he sees the like after he gets out, he sees the girl. Yeah. So just going beat by beat, he sees the girl. She's not, she's not responsive. All he does is touch her face and then swim up to shore, scream, and then go kill the guys. He doesn't even pay mind to like, oh, is she okay? Should I try to like save her? Like well, she's no dead. attempt made. It's not, you just, it's, sometimes if somebody's not responsive, it doesn't mean they're dead yet.
0: Uh, I don't know. She looked pretty dead to uh, me. <laughs>
1: I don't know. I think I think he should have he should have ne- harder to <laughs>
0: resuscitate. You think he was being just negligent? Just openly like, nah, eh, whatever. I think he
1: was being a little negligent. I, I saw that ah! woman and I was like, oh my god, at least get her up to the water and give her some her proper eye- CPR before you go and kill the guy. But her eyes
0: were open and she wasn't looking at him or anywhere. So the- Well have you ever seen a drowning person before? <laughs> have you? No, so that's why I say maybe we should try. (laughs) Okay, whatever.
1: How much higher can my voice get?
0: (laughs) That's a really weird thing to nitpick about this movie.
1: (laughs) My big problem with (laughs) Lethal Weapon 2 is that he didn't try harder to resuscitate... The South African woman at the end of the movie.
0: The, no, the, I think the way bigger nitpick is that like Mel Gibson's character was super racist and homophobic in the first one. And then not at all. like In this one, he's literally like, I hate people who are racist. And it's like, okay, pretty sure in the first one you call that one guy a chin. So, not, not sure. <laughs> yeah, the,
1: fo- the focus group, <laughs> the focus group uh, results did not come back well after uh, the screening. So, uh, yeah, they, they were just like, hey, Melly." Melly, it's me, Melly. Johnny Williamsburg. <laughs> <laughs> Stop being racist, you little, dick. <laughs> you little dick. We're trying to make a movie. <clears throat> and no, Mel Gibson goes, okay, I'll just do it after this one. There's no way this would impact me later in life.
0: <laughs> oh, boy. All right, well, w- with that, we're, we're ready, Josh. We're ready to rate Lethal Weapon 2. Do you give it a rating of either Be Kind and Rewind or Reject and Reject, baby? Oh, I thought of a really good tagline
1: for the review for my last one, for the first one. Uh, I don't think I have... You know what? I'm going to give this an Eject and Reject 2.
0: Really? Yep. You're going to Eject and Reject this one as well?
1: I don't know, man. I, I mean...
0: Didn't you have a good time? I did have a good time,
1: but like, well, would I it recommend a, it to other well, people? Well, then give it Probably. a be kind of rewind. Oh, is that how this works? <laughs> no, I'm just. Kidding. Oh, be a just... kind of rewind. My bad. No, I, I've. <laughs> <I'm just being laughs> I thought we were doing. Um, I forgot what we were doing. I thought we were just talking about movies. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we are. We're talking about movies from our childhood ish. I'm Evan. He's Josh um
1: uh, i don't know i'm kind of i'm, I'm kind of down the middle on this one to be totally honest i i'm i think i'm still gonna inject and reject it okay even though i had fun like i don't think i'm gonna watch this movie again and i don't know if i would recommend it to another person it's mm. like it's a good it's a fine action movie but like again it was just a movie that was like okay these two people are at the pinnacle of Hollywood right now so let's make a movie with them in it because that's what people want to see. Well, now that's no longer the case, so I'm going like, okay. Yeah, it's I don't care about these people and it's just an action movie. Like I might care if it was The Rock and hmm. uh, I don't know and it was a shitty action movie, but to me it just is just kind of like a subpar 80s action movie. It's got nostalgia to it, but I don't know if I would watch it again, honestly. So, um I'm
0: yeah, okay well that, reject that's reject it. that's fine it's just your that's like just your opinion man I think I butchered that quote I don't think I did it right whatever um, I'm gonna give it a be kind of rewind for this shit. um the the first yeah. one I gave an eject and reject because I was kind of like eh, there's other movies that are kind of better but I almost feel like this one redeems the first one in a weird way like I I feel like this one yeah. it Because you take the they they did what we already talked about like they they took the established characters they they kind of figured out that that relationship and then in this one I feel like it's a it is a total and complete package and then you add on top of that Joe Pesci's performance and then that to me like takes it over the edge like okay now now we're we're running all on all cylinders like now this is actually a good action movie um sure so yeah, i mean
1: that that i and i completely i i could agree with that too it's like it definitely is a comparison to the first movie i yeah i think it does redeem it in a way but if you take that away and just look at it as a second movie as just a movie on its own like
0: and that's what makes it i don't know it's, that's what makes it, it kind of awkward to like be kind of rewind this one but i i still do stand by my eject and reject with the first one i don't know maybe maybe by the end of this like maybe at on the fourth one we'll do I'll do like a resummary and like maybe I'll maybe I'll change my mind about the first one but I feel like you could just jump into this one um and not really miss out Oh
1: absolutely.
0: Like there aren't enough important things that really happen in the first one that like it's totally crucial it's it's just like no, that's the in homework. In fact, it's
1: not crucial. You don't need any of it. You just need to know that it's a renegade cop yeah. and a curmudgeonly one week from retirement. P. Yeah, uh, yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. He's he's definitely close to pension for sure.
1: It makes it superfluous.
0: Well, do you have then? Then I put that on you. Then what? What do you? What would you recommend instead of Lethal Weapon Two? Ah,
1: I always forget. <laughs> <laughs> Uh probably a did I eject and reject rush hour
0: Let's let's see. We uh not only did you give rush hour a, a well okay. So I have in the notes that that I say that you gave it an eject and reject but really you gave it a chop and drop.
1: Yeah, okay, you're right.
0: And I gave it a pass and gas. <laughs> so I'm really glad that we're taking notes so on. So we all had these. some confusing
1: feelings about that one.
0: <laughs> yeah, so we we both kind of ejected and rejected that one. Um, okay. Trying to think of like uh, another buddy if, cop movie as well.
1: I feel like I came up with one the, the last episode, but I forget.
0: Yeah, whatever. Just listen to last week's. <laughs> listen to last week's episode.
1: That's the recommendation that we give. <laughs>
0: We're still figuring this out. Thank you so much for, uh, for for experiencing this experiment of doing a little series for the podcast. I'm, Josh is probably going to try to talk me out of doing any more of these, but <laughs> I'm having a blast Are How about you? this
1: How about this? I'll keep I'll keep doing these if if you agree to the terms that if there is a robot ninja in one of these movies, you have to do an entire episode. In a southern, an accent of your choice.
0: I'll just I'll do South African. Okay. Okay. Oh God, it's gonna be horrible. I'm so sorry if if there is a cyber ninja. I'm really sorry for anybody listening because that's just gonna be terrible.
1: I almost (laughs) if there this is a very low percentile that there is one.
0: All right. Well, anyway. Well, thanks for listening to this episode. Tapes, tapes, tapes. I've been Evan. I'm Josh. That's it. Bye.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's it. Bye. No song.